Now You're allowed to speak. Move. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You. Love that for you. Love that for you. You know what I love for me? I do know what you love for me. That I got a parking ticket today. Yes, you did. <laughs> I really need chapstick right now. Oh. Anyway. Um, and my water. So continue. Okay. Um, yeah, Julia just got back from a little day trip into Philadelphia where she goes to her her workout classes and explores the city and does some city things. And she uh, apparently had a little trouble parking today. They're not going to be able to hear you. I did not have trouble parking. I was about four minutes over my parking meter, and I didn't know. It doesn't notify you on the app. So literally like within four minutes, I got a ticket. They're, I don't know where they're looking. They were just waiting for you. They literally are watching from buildings. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Sounds but like I went into the city, did my workout. It's been a, I talked on the vlog about this a lot. It's been a little bit since I've been in a good workout routine, but I'm just kind of like... I'm not letting it get to me, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, I've been okay with it. It's not yeah. something I'm, like, obsessing. Like, there's been times in my life where I've been, like, obsessed over working out and, like, making sure that I do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of doing it to feel good now. And, like, if I get it done once a week, it's fine. If, like, we've been walking a lot more, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, obviously, you like going to the gym, the solid core workout. But it's not like we're not doing other stuff like we are, especially now that it's getting a little bit nicer, like every day taking walks. Yeah. Doing that sometimes multiple times a day, especially with Willow. Yeah. Like going on the beach, doing all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Um, I had a lunch with a friend Mm -hmm. and that friend's name is Caroline. Hey, Caroline. (laughs) And then I came back and I'm vlogging the day today, which was probably, which was yesterday, I guess, for you guys. Um, everyone's always wanting to know like my workout routine and that's Mm -hmm. why I'm like, I struggle with that because I don't really have one to to give, but I did go over a little bit like what I do in all honesty. It's not that much. So it's kind of the bad part. I don't know. I don't ever know what to say when people ask me that question. Yeah. I don't know if you or I have like a really strict workout routine. I would say you do more than me. You work out yeah, pretty much I, every day. I know I work out often, but it's not like I'm like following a really strict routine. Yeah. To me, it's more about, and like this is like the least helpful thing. It's just like about like holistically being like in moderation or um, like be, like combined with always watching what we eat. Yeah. Not being super strict, but like, you know, cutting back on some stuff. Going for walks, like doing that often, thinking about that, like that enables us to not have like super strict workout routines. Like it's like we want to stay active and eat relatively well. And that's like, I don't know, when people ask me like, what's my workout routine? Obviously now that's different when I was doing the 75 hard challenge. Yeah. My workout routine was pretty strict and. Yeah. And times and everything. Yeah. I just like I enjoy going to solid core like I like doing it I've been traveling a lot like I said so I just kind of haven't had the time to like be consistent with it yeah and it's far and it's far yeah it's yes. far from here <laughs> yeah Pat hates Which, that. that's a whole different conversation yeah okay <laughs> that we won't get into yeah so the sun is out the weather's getting a little bit nicer um we've been doing a lot more outside we put out all of like our outdoor furniture 
out on the back and front porch and like sitting out there. Julie's been sitting out there reading. That feels really good. I feel to like do. that's been really nice just being able. We actually have windows open right now in the house. I just feel like. Yeah. The, at least the last two days have been so nice. Last night we even like had, we made like a bonza pizza and sat outside for dinner and had like a glass of wine. Yeah. And it was a little chilly, but I had a blanket and it was so nice. We just kind of like watched the sunset and it feels good. Like finally, like summer's around the corner, warm weather. Like it's just. Yeah. And I was just saying to you how, at least for me, January, February, and March flew by. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation like, what am I going to do for the winter? Like, I do want to have my travels planned so that like I'm not depressed at home and pale and ugly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I did. I did it. Yeah. I you, feel success. You traveled a lot. Now, it does feel like those few months flew by. It and did. obviously, there was a lot going on for us yeah. during those few months, which probably helped it fly by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely feels like spring is around the corner. The weather's getting nicer. Birds yeah. are chirping. Right. Flowers are coming out. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. Um, and speaking of reading. No. I actually just ordered three new books. You did? Yeah. Oh my goodness. On Amazon. So I was telling my mom that and I was like, I, I'm, you know, of course she's like, why don't you just go to the library and get them? Whatever. And I guess if you have a Kindle too, like you're still paying for the books, like you're paying to rent them. Yeah. I don't know how the Kindle works. I like having the books. Mm-hmm. I know that it takes up space and eventually I'm going to have a lot, I guess, if I keep reading on this, whatever. I'm almost At on this a, rate, yeah. Well, I, yeah, but I like having the books. I like the covers. I like, I don't know. Like it's, I can give them to people to like borrow, to read if they want to read them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've always said I wanted a book collection. So here I am. Yeah. I'm on my third Colleen Hoover book. So I'm like almost on Ugly Love. Honestly, I might finish it tonight. So by the time this is out, I might be done. Which literally, this is the one I finished the fastest. Yeah. It's sucked me in in a mm-hmm. different way. And I love it. And I'm like more than three quarters of the way done right now. So it's so good. I yeah, really want you to read them. I know it's like not something you would typically read. Yeah. But I really want you to read some yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not my style of book. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot about these books you're talking about other than the fact that you've been reading them. And sometimes you're like, tell me a little bit. But Well, I think that like you would, I'm sure some of you guys have read these, so I can say the books, but I think you would like Verity because it's more of like a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's like... I mean, they're all like love-ish stories, but they're not, some of them are more like, I would say like younger teenagers that is like the character. So I wouldn't think you would like like that. Yeah. But the but Verity is like a thriller and it's like really yeah. twists. And I just think it would be, you, I think you would like it, honestly. Yeah. But instead of reading, we could just watch something on Netflix or like. Yeah, but I want to, I want I, I mean, know. I, I just think it would be, you don't I, have to read all the books I'm reading. It's nice that I have my own thing, but I just, I yeah. think it's cool that you, you should read one, I think. I do like how you've gotten into reading. I feel like it's it was a change for you, and I don't know <laughs> how many what, ways. <laughs> I don't know what brought you on to do it. I think there's you like, bought me a book the one day. I know I bought you the one book, but not then, Colleen Hoover, but no, but it was. Um, I guess I my expectation was you were going to read it and not finish it and then put it down. I and know. Be I done. said I was, and then you like it. started doing it, and I think it was kind of a nice escape and then you started like all right i finished that that was okay now i get now when you were on your stories or on your instagram talking about reading then people started flooding you with messages about what to read yeah and like that, series that was helpful was talked about and yeah and people and the thing honestly that helped me because people were like it's so good and i was like yeah. how can so many be- people be talking about these books that are that good then i can't get into it yeah so there's something there and i was like let's just let's do it and now you're just a reader. But every time I do start a new book, I'm like, ugh, I don't really feel like starting a new book because it takes a few, it takes like 50 pages to like 
or I don't know. Yeah, to get into it, to like figure out what's happening, learn the characters, whatever. So I'm always like, oh, this is going to be like dreadful. And then it's not. It's good. So yeah. it's like you, I just kind of have to like force myself past the beginning. Yep. Um, which has taught me other things. Yeah. Like I feel like it's it's opened my mind up not to just reading, but to just like trying new stuff and like. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah. So I ordered well, I like three it. books from Amazon. <laughs> All from Colleen Hoover? Or? No, two from her and then one from Taylor Jenkins, which is another popular Nice. I want to read something else from a different author so that I don't like finish all finish her all books her and then so I'm like, quick. what? Yeah. Mm. Well, just so I can like start to learn other because obviously like her style of writing is good and like I enjoy it. So it's like other authors are going to have different styles. and Yeah. You know. Perfect. But yeah. what was the name of the movie we watched this week again? We watched a movie. It's called The Adam Project, I think. Okay. Adam's yeah. Adam yeah Project. The Adam Project. It was um, Ryan Reynolds, yeah, Jennifer Gardner, 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 yeah, and Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I was about to say Tom Feligmio. Who's which that? I don't even think that's a real person. But then the kid, be. the kid, and in the that kid. was the so cute. So uh-huh. I don't know. It's a new Netflix movie. At yeah. first, I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of like a, th- I don't know, thriller mystery, like or like love story. I wasn't sure, but then you see that it's like really about time travel, and it's almost like a kids movie. In yeah, a way. like it's not kids. Yeah, it's definitely it's, not a kid. It's movie, more like but, Marvel. But type. one of the kids is a main character, or is the no, main but it's character. fully like fiction, and it's yeah. it's kind of like action movie, like a yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of suspense, some um, yeah, time travel on spaceships, and yeah, and but it was a kids, cute movie. Yeah, the little kid's character is really funny. Him with um, Ryan Reynolds is so funny. Yeah. Like I was at, we were like laughing and I was like, that's the first time in a while I've laughed from a movie. Yeah. I don't know. Like out loud. It, it was, was the first movie I stayed fully awake yes. for. That's also true. We tried to watch another movie last night and. What were we, what was it? Uh, I can't remember. I can't what even called. remember anything about it. Uh, Jason Seagal. Oh. It was like. Oh, it was getting boring. Yeah. But I do want to finish. But I fell asleep like I think I turned it off with 13 minutes left. Yeah. Because I was falling asleep, but yeah. I it was but, like this guy who's Jason Siegel like broke into this really rich billionaire's house, and like the whole movie, I knew this was gonna happen. The whole movie took place in the house with yeah. like them trying to figure out like how he was gonna get away and how they weren't gonna like rat him out and stuff. Yeah, I honestly can't even speak anything about it because of how like quickly I fell asleep. Yeah, but. Um, I keep telling Pat to watch Love is Blind because I finished it and I really want to talk about it, but there's no one to talk about it with because... I haven't even started Love is Blind, so you would have to watch it fully again. No, you can watch it by yourself. I'm not going to do that. I don't watch shows like... Or I don't watch TV by myself Mm -hmm. unless it's Meat Eater. Uh, Okay. Um, if you... I was going to say, like, you know, we want to do a life update. I'm actually doing one on the vlog. So if you want more about like what's going on, I feel like I keep getting messages where they're like, wait, where are you living? Like, where where do you live? Like, people don't really know. So we're going to do that on the vlog. Kind of got to break up the content here. Yeah. So go over to my YouTube, subscribe, and that'll be up soon. Um, Anything else? What else? No, nothing else I can think of. I mean, it's been a lot of the same, you know, work, yeah. travel, willow. Trying to figure out kind of like our spring plans, spring travel and stuff like that now. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, like we talk about here a lot recently, just trying to figure out like the home situation, and that's like dictating a lot of our yeah plan. Yeah, but so, I'll get into but that. But we have literally no update on that. No, no update. So, um, okay. Should we do it? Let's get into the episode. All right. Today's episode is going to be how to put yourself out there for dating, but also just kind of like relationship, not advice. We're not doing a relationship advice episode, but it is just like how to put yourself out there. Do you think you're ready to be in a relationship? What if you're in a relationship? But also I wanted to relate it to people who are in relationships. And a lot of people ask me, like, how did you know they were the one? Or Mm -hmm. like, am I ready for an engagement? Like, how do you know if you're ready for marriage? All that stuff. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. Like we do our monthly advice column and that we get like a lot of different um, types of questions. This is not based on any questions, but definitely focused on like dating and then like the progressions of dating to marriage or whatever. A little more like research based and just kind of like our thoughts. Yeah. Rather than like getting questions. Yeah. Not specific to anybody's situation. Um We've been having a lot of these conversations. I don't I don't know if you like, you know, when you get married, people assume you have like relationships figured out. What do you mean? Like, I oh, feel yeah. like we have gotten so many questions and maybe it is because we do this podcast or maybe it is because we put content out about it. But like people ask us and it's not like friends ask me for dating advice siblings like uh family members like you they are yeah they are like we get it a lot and i don't know i guess we're just comfortable talking about it and like talking about our experience yeah and, and we're very much people op- more open than a open lot of people us. and we're like open to we're open to like our really like we're very like we will say whatever yeah and we're also open to like helping other people i feel like so it's yeah and yeah. in the same way, like, I also never know if anything we say actually helps anybody because, like, there's never, like, yeah, a follow-up. Yeah. Well, there are, we get like, we get messages, but it's never, like, um, like, hey, it's two years later and I followed your guys' advice still and it, we're happily something. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, and we do get messages after we, usually when we do our advice column, we'll get a, a, somebody like, hey, you answered my question and I talked to my boyfriend about yeah, that. It was really yeah, helpful. Yeah, I think like, it is. Yeah, that's. Um, we can start from the beginning, kind of like how to put yourself out there for dating. So for all my single people, mm. this is an interesting topic because um, we have a family member who's kind of like going through this a little bit right now. And I want to preface this by just saying that like we, first of all, we're obviously we're not experts at dating, but both of us, I don't think we, we didn't really date that much. Mm-hmm. Like, in, I don't think i mean i didn't really date that much before yeah. i met you i had two like serious relationships mm-hmm. and before i met you i was a teenager still so a baby like literally i met you when i was 20 so yeah. the you know each relationship before that they were still real and i was whatever i was but like they were very different and um i never used a dating app in my life mm-hmm. i don't even think i've ever downloaded one because they literally didn't come out until we were married well, until no. I met you, right? I mean, I'm sure they were they out. They were out. They were definitely but out. But I had a boyfriend or whatever, and I don't know. Yeah. You had a girlfriend, and like, mm-hmm. you never used the apps, right? I had them. I was like, um, not very active on them. Like, yeah. it was like, I th- <laughs> the way I think about it, when I was, 
I don't know, whatever I was, maybe 27 at the time. When you met me? Yeah. Yeah. 26 or 27. Like before that, it was like. It's literally me now. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, that's weird. So weird. Um, Maybe it was like right when like, I could be completely messing up like how how old Tinder is. But like Tinder was recently introduced and it was like everybody had it. It was like. I feel like it's got to be like less than 10 years old. Yeah, I feel like it was the way like people talk about TikTok now. People are like, "Oh, let me see your Tinder profile. What pictures are you using? What mm-hmm. was that?" Like it used to be like, yeah, I don't know. Everybody would just talk about it. Mm. I don't feel like people use Tinder as much. No, and now that there are multiple different dating apps, there are like they're all branded differently and branded. That almost like makes it even harder because, yeah, like from an outside perspective, I'm like, oh, well, what dating app are you using? I'm like, oh, well, this one seems like it would be for these type of people, and like mm. this one seems like, you know, and it's just kind of like, okay, now it's like depending on what app you're using is like, de- like that decides what type of person you are. Without like, I don't know, it's just weird, yeah. and like, I don't. I feel for all the people who are on dating apps, I think that it's awesome when you are because I feel like that's a one huge way to put yourself out there, like to be on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak from experience, obviously, but I feel like that's just like kind of the way it is these days. Like that's yeah. what you should be doing. Also meeting people in real life, like not saying that's the only way, but that does happen. People have gotten married, people like that works. So yeah, yeah I think... I mean, like getting into putting yourself out there, like how and what and where and when and why, like the first part of that that comes to mind for us is like dating apps. And recently we were having a conversation with somebody who is like thinking about getting back or getting out there and whatnot and a very big stigma around dating apps. And part of like my explanation to that person was like, Look, they're so popular. Yes, there are like like in some circles or in something like negative connotation to using a dating app or like stigma, but it's so normal now and it's so like acceptable and like I can't tell you how many friends or family members I have that are like, "Oh yeah, we met on a dating app." Mm-hmm. Like it people don't think about it like nearly as much as you if you're listening to this thinking I will never get on a dating app because they're this, this, or like, and that. I don't like, want to meet someone that really way. Nobody really cares really yeah. at the end of the day where you met somebody. And dating apps being like, I think one of the hardest parts of like the introduction, like you meet somebody and then like the transition to boyfriend, girlfriend, like dating apps help with that. And that is often, I think, one of the most challenging parts. Like you go from, uh, we're just this but we both are like trying to have a conversation that makes it complicated or whatnot. And like on a dating app, it's like, no, we're out there to meet people and looking for boyfriend or girlfriend or looking for whatever. And dating apps can be really helpful. Um, and just, I don't know, putting yourself out there. Like I, I fully believe in 10 years, like whatever the percentage now of people in 10 years, it's going to double how many relationships start on dating apps. Yeah. I mean, kind of in a way, like obviously we didn't go through a dating app, but we, the way we connected was through Instagram. Like the way we reached out to each other was through an app. Like that is what connected us. So like, like you're on all these apps doing other things, seeing other people's lives, whatever. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Like in a more narrowed sense. Yeah. And I think 
dating apps are the next evolution that like breaks up like traditional thinking. What I mean by that is like, I don't know, 150 years ago, or actually take it back even further. The only way people were getting, you know, um, like meeting somebody was like an arranged marriage, right? And then people were like, mm -hmm. okay, I want to break away from an arranged marriage and meet somebody myself. So how do I do that? Fast forward a little bit. It was like, I'm going to meet somebody at church, right? I'm going to meet somebody through my same religious beliefs. Is that like a like, traditional thing? Yeah, like a very traditional. And then it's like, okay, I break out of that. Where am I going to meet people? Well, I got to meet them at the grocery store or at a place helping puppies or at a place like like a very um, whatever type of place that would be. Wholesome. And then, and like... Wholesome. Yeah, wholesome is a good word for okay. it. And then it was like, well, I actually met this guy at a bar. And then like, I don't know, 50 years ago, maybe more than that a little bit, like, oh, I met somebody at the bar, like that mm -hmm. shakes it up. Like that's another break of what is like conventional. And now we're seeing that evolution, the next step, like, oh, I met somebody at or through a dating app. And like, yeah, some people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But the majority of people are like, oh, cool. That's normal. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like the whole evolution. I don't think anyone like, really is like, if you say you have you're in a relationship and how did you meet you're on a dating app i don't think i think the majority of people are like oh cool like, i don't think anyone's like that's weird because that's what it is i think most people themselves would say they don't want to meet somebody that way but i don't think they're judging other people no i think a lot for a lot of people they're like oh i don't get it right yeah. a lot of like the older generation like people are like i don't understand dating apps like why what blah 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 and yeah. then yeah like i said earlier the people who who are the hardest on dating apps are the people who are like thinking about downloading or using what's well, when nobody else really cares it's so funny because i remember having this conversation with my parents mm -hmm. and they were like it's not that they didn't understand them they were just like it's so weird like we would break up with someone or we would be in a relationship and then we wouldn't be and that was it like you didn't have the i don't know if it's a luxury or if it's a curse of seeing your ex out on social media like they didn't yeah. have that and like and even before that, like my mom didn't have a cell phone, yeah, right? Of course. Well, they didn't uh, have cell phones. Like they would, like I don't even know what they would do. It sounds so weird to say. Like they would have to, I don't know. Well, I remember when I used to have to call landlines and ask if. Oh well, yeah, like when you were a kid and like you wanted to play with your friend. Yeah, or <laughs> when I was like, a kid. Or, honestly, <laughs> even in like high school, like starting to date, like it was like. Did you call landlines? Uh, I think. Well, I didn't have a cell phone. So well, okay, yeah. I was calling from a landline. <laughs> um, I had so I had another thought there, but I completely forgot it. What was I saying? I was just saying that like it's just weird that like indifferent. Like now, the person that we're talking about, they're not with their significant. They're not with their girlfriend anymore. Yeah. Oh, and, oh yeah, okay. And they're like, you know, it's struggling because one, yeah. they miss this person, but also they're seeing everything on social media, and it's yeah. hard. It's like I don't want to like have to be like i'm blocking you but i also it sucks because you see them through other people like it's just really hard i remember when my little brother was going through his like breakup like a few years ago mm -hmm. and he was young and he was like 18 but 17 18 but it was just like he was having i mean he honestly i'm proud of him like how he handled everything but like i couldn't imagine being that age going through something like luckily when yeah. we were in high school we didn't have that like mm -hmm. a little bit but not really yeah yeah it's um, what I was going to say that came to mind for me was Sam Hunt, 
Uh, oh no! God bless him going through some challenges in his own relationship Let's judge right him now. On here. Yeah, totally. But he has a song called "Breaking Up in the '90s," and it is literally all about that. Breaking up in the '90s was easier mm-hmm. because we didn't have cell phones. Where I didn't see, I didn't everything. But and everyone so, would be like, "Oh, it's your own fault." But it's yeah. All right, move on from dating apps. Like, how else do you put yourself out there? Do you put yourself out there? Well, wait, your, did you say, like, your advice that you had given? What was the advice that I had? Like, um, like, people who have, did you already say that? People who have, like, bad feelings towards dating apps, and they're, like, going into it with a negative attitude. Yeah, that was a big part of what I already talked about. Think you were sleeping? Right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Well, besides dating apps, if you don't want to do it, or if you're, I don't know. Like, I feel like. I mean, I think how I met you was myself putting. I was putting myself out there in a yeah. different way. Yeah, I think that's the other, or um, that's another way, which is like again, still through the phone. But not. I think I'm not talking about specifics. I'm just saying, like, I was like interested in you, and I was like. I think most people would be like, no, I'm not going to like message him. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. First of all, he's older and like, you don't way even know him. looking and whatever. Just way out of, yeah, but you went for it. And I was just like, there's just no losing here. I was like, I want this. Like, I want to try this. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. And like, of course I was nervous. And like, you didn't answer me for like 24 hours. And I was like, oh, fuck, whatever. Like, yeah. it didn't work. But you know, I there, I, there was no loss there. And then you did respond and now we're married. Like, it's just- yeah. That is putting yourself out there. Like if you see somebody out and a lot of, I know that's hard. Like you don't want to just like, realistically, are you going to go up to someone on the street and be like, oh, like I know that's happened before. But. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that's, and like knowing that our audience here is primarily female. I know the, like the, whatever around like girls putting themselves out first, like being the initiator, being mm-hmm. the whatever. There's a lot of like, I think challenges that come with that and definitely, definitely can be done. I think from like a guy's perspective, like there's something nice about it. Like not every guy has the confidence to like put themselves out there and be the initiator. So sometimes when a, you know, a woman does it or another, you know, um, whatever does it like that can be nice. Well, you had said that you wouldn't have done that to me, right? Because we were following each other. Yeah. Like, we were kind of liking each other's photos, but you were like, I don't think I would have said anything. Yeah. I don't think I would have. I mean, I don't know. Like, No, but, I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think I would have because I don't, I guess it would have never, like, came to me. You were living in New York. I was living in North Carolina. We were, like, distances apart ages apart like but there you go with the like not you personally but i'm saying that's what people do you know and for me i was like going into it i was like you know he doesn't live near me yeah but like it was more just like this is what i wanted to try and like it i didn't i was like i'll figure out the details later and obviously like we went through a lot with that but like i think like the roadblocks are what stops people like the thoughts of like uh but this and uh but this and so i'm not even gonna try yeah it's like yeah yeah i mean it it happens in so many different ways and so many different, like, I don't know, we all, yeah, create our own roadblocks in our cell, in our own mind. I just wrote like, down we should do dating, like, dating app stories, but now I'm thinking we should do, like, I want to hear stories of people that met in, like, really weird ways. Yeah. I don't know what would be, like, is ours kind of weird? Kind of. Like, I anything. It could be anything. It just, yeah, like, it could be anything. interesting it could be, ways. Yeah. 
Um, I don't even know how to the, explain that. The other thing I was going to say is like putting yourself out there, if you're not going to do it as an individual, like doing it as a group in group settings, I feel like that's very, very common. Like, oh, I was introduced to so-and-so through my friend group and they were, you know, a second or third layer removed and we met at yeah, the I, sports game. Or that's we met how everybody at the, wants to meet. You want to be set up, you know? Yeah. And I think. I think. Yeah, I think that's, you know, the mutual friends. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm I guess I'm more thinking like in a group setting, like not being set up on a date, right. not being set up on a blind date. Just be like going out, putting yourself out there like you know, you're going to meet people in that way and you know, being forthright, like I said earlier on dating apps, like you have to put what you're looking for. Are mm-hmm. you looking for a hookup? Are you looking for a dating? Are you looking for whatever? Like being forthright with what you're looking for in, in those group settings. Like, I think that's a great way to meet people. Yeah. Okay. I think the next step would be, are you ready to be in a relationship? Yeah. It's funny, as we were, like, talking about this and are you ready to be in a relationship? Like, my initial, like, BS I was saying to myself was, like, well, you need to work on yourself. Like, make sure you're comfortable enough and stable and okay enough to do it. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Just go be in a relationship well, if you want to be in a relationship. That's what the thing is, is like, I was kind of like looking up some stuff and I was just like, what, you know, and something I read. I'm, what? No, keep going. What? I was going to say, I'm sure there was like a Cosmopolitan no. article that no, was no, like, no. three signs to be no, able to tell if you're ready like for a relationship. <laughs> this was just saying like, which just kind of sparked my mind. It was like. Everybody makes excuses. You are literally never going to be ready. Yeah. It's like anything in life. Like, when are you ready? The whole thing when, like, this was part of the article was, like, it was really, like, a good one because it was just saying, like, a lot of people, they break up and they're like, I'm just, like, I'm in a weird place. Like, I'm not ready for this place. That is such bullshit. There is never a scenario where I feel like that's right. Yeah. Unless something, like, some real trauma shit has happened to you. Like, I feel like that is just such an excuse of, like, I don't want to be with you. I don't like you. This isn't working without saying it. Yeah. Like, you're not ready? Because what? Everybody wants love. Everybody yeah. wants an end goal of being, like, not necessarily married, but, like, everybody wants love. Like, if you meet the right person, then you're ready. Yeah. Like, I wasn't ready. Me, neither of us were ready. We always talk about that. Like, yeah, I, I was like, I don't want a relationship. But I met you, and I was like, okay, well, this is what this is what I want. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, I think being not ready is just an excuse for saying I haven't met or I haven't yeah you know met the right person like because yeah at the end of the day 99 percent of people do want love they do want that you know relationship they do want that person and not being ready i think i mean maybe you yeah yeah it's it's about if you have somebody and you're not ready to take the next step then that's not necessarily about not being ready it's more about like that person not being the right, right person right or if you're if it's the beginning single, yeah i'm thinking like if you maybe you just got out of a divorce or something and you're like or like something i don't know that's like trauma like something that is like yeah. really like you need to focus on Difficult. yourself like yeah. that would be not starting relationship but yeah you're right like if you're in it already or if you met somebody and then you're like oh i'm just not ready mm-hmm. no no shut up <laughs> you just haven't found them they're just not the person yeah but it's not like a way to get i i hate even talking about it because i feel like i feel lucky in a way yeah you know like but also, there's so many perks to being single, too. Like, it's not, that's just not the topic of this episode. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I got Well, I'm trying to think of, um, 
Because I know we've said that recently. Well, like, okay, last night we were sitting having wine and pizza on the front deck and we were talking about kids. Yeah, we haven't talked about kids in a while. Which is maybe like the final part of this episode, talking about when you're ready for kids, which who the hell knows because we don't know how to have that conversation. But we do keep saying like, not ready. Like, I don't know what would make us ready. I feel like that's a little bit different, right? It is different, but... I no, I keep, I say that to people all the time. They're like, because people obviously ask, like, oh, yeah, when are you guys going to have kids? And I'm like, if I'm pregnant in the next year, it's an accident. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, and not an accident. Like, we're not not trying. No, we're not trying. What? Right? We're not trying to have kids, but yeah. we're... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It would be <laughs> unplanned if it would we be were unplanned. pregnant in the next year. But at the same time, I'm like, the only way I feel like I'm going to be ready is if it's unplanned. Like, if I just get pregnant and then I'm like, okay. Well, I think this is like when we got married, it's like, I don't know. You put me up to a lie detector. Like, are you ready? Like, I don't know. No, I feel like you were so ready. I was ready, but it's like, what does ready really mean? Like. You were more ready than me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of what I was feeling too. I was like, am I ready? Like, probably not. But yeah, what does that mean? Like, I'm in love. I want you to be my husband. Like just why am i waiting for society yeah. reasons like that was my thing and i was like okay well i'm just gonna do it all right here but we go. here we are yeah i think i wanted to take it a step further like um just for my people who aren't single are you ready for an engagement like do you do you just want it um because or marriage because i feel like this is the whole thing with like settling and i was just talking to somebody today and they were talking about this person who's been dating this other dating somebody and they're not the person I was talking to was like they're not really like a sure or whatever about this other person mm-hmm. and th- I think like the thought of it is like so many people just really want to be married or they yeah. want this so bad and like they feel it like maybe all their friends have it and they're like okay and I think it's actually you are your brain is able to like cover up things for you like you might think this is right because you're overlooking a lot of things you're Mm -hmm. changing your views for this person you're doing this because you just really want it and that's settling to me like yeah Yeah, i mean i think a lot of people honestly a lot of people do that and they do get married and a lot of people like they don't all end in divorce but a lot of them don't end in like happiness yeah yeah well i think there's so much pressure like you said, like we get asked these questions like, well, when are you having kids? Like so many people get asked, well, when are you get married, right? If they're dating, yeah. if they're like, you guys have been together for a year. There is pressure. When, yeah. Yeah. There's so much pressure. And the bad part is like pressure makes people crack. Like it makes yes. people keep going. It makes people, totally. you know, like there's a lot of um, like people make decisions based on and it's not always like wow, I'm sitting here, I feel pressured, let me make this decision to keep dating this person. And um, it's not like that, like intentional, but like, you know, it's more of, I feel like I'm supposed to get married, so. And and they're like, this this is good enough. This is good enough. And this is, yeah, and these are all like, you know, pillow talk conversations that you have with yourself, like. You think you did that with me? Yeah, of course, what do you mean? Definitely. You did? What, have pillow talk conversations with myself? First of all, I don't know what that means. I'm just saying, I'm like, saying, did you settle for me? Oh, no. No, not at all. I'm just... Okay, cool. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, like these people I'm thinking of, 
like you lay your head on on the pillow at the end of the night. You're laying there, like, like convincing yourself. Yeah, yeah, convincing yourself, like it's okay. It's gonna get better. We're gonna get married, and the party's gonna be so yeah, much fun. Yeah, We're gonna oh be further in love. Well, and like, that's kind of what I was talking to with this person about. I just don't want to say names. Yeah, because. You know, we were saying like, okay, the first year you meet someone, you're like in lust. You're like, holy shit. Your thoughts are literally like, I'm, I could marry this person tomorrow. Like, yeah. you know, you're like, I can marry this person now. Like, I can have their kids now. Like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then you go into year like two and three and you're still like pretty much in lust, like honeymoon phase. But you're like, let's be realistic about this. Yeah. And then like, I, it takes a while. I feel like year four, year five, you're like, okay. I'm still with this person for these reasons. And this is why I want to still do what I thought in year one. I feel like a lot of people are in year one. And I'm just using that as like an example. But like, and they're in lust. And lust makes you do things that it makes you cover up your real feelings. Yeah. Which it did. Like, it did that for me. Totally. I was like, I'm going to drop out of school. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to be with you. Like, whatever. And like, it took a lot of like energy and like, brain power to like be like okay julia like be realistic like you have your life as well and obviously we were doing long distance but i my point is just like lust takes over and then you like lay down at night and you're like like you when we almost broke up the one time you're like is this really gonna work like we're doing long distance like you know so i just think like that's why a lot of people end up running like doing things really quickly and it's not the right decision yeah and like people would rather not be alone and be a little bit miserable than be alone. Yeah. And be happier. Yeah, I think the like what I'm t- coming to in my head right now as we're like talking about the things that people give in or overthink or underthink or whatnot. And I'm like, well, the opposite of that is just like because we're talking about like feelings or how you think about something. Like the opposite of that would be like, well, here's a checklist. And it's also not that. It's not like no. there are no five boxes to check. And if which your person know checks those boxes, then you marry them. Like, no, no that's not how it happens. Um, no, a lot of times that you do check off so many boxes and it then there's just this feeling that isn't right. Yeah. That happens a lot to people. Yeah. Well, I think um, when we were just in Anguilla, Julia made this TikTok. And um, which one? The one about when do you know you found the one? And. We get that question a lot. Like, that's probably a pretty common one on, like, our advice column. Like, how do you know you found the one? And it was funny because I think we were in the airport talking about it. Like, how do you know you found the one? And the only thing that I think I came up with that we, like, really came to conclusion was, like, when you stop asking that question. Yeah. Like, if you're in a serious relationship and And you're, you're like. still asking. And you're asking, like, how do you know if it's the one? And, like, that doesn't mean, like, you know, there's, like, a breaking point. Of like at year and a half, if no, you don't ask that it's question, different like, for everybody. but there is a point where you're like, if you're still questioning, if you're still doubting, if it's you're still, been a while. and like there are issues and things and whatnot that you've um, like talked and whatever voiced. If you're still asking that question, then I doubt that person is the one. Yeah, and that doesn't mean like those doubts will never. Um, it just depends like they just don't are. go away. Yeah, you know. I think it just depends like what they are too. Like, you know, no one's perfect. Yeah, which like we both know, and like there's things about me that you probably are like, oh, that's annoying or whatever, and I do the same for you. But yeah. those are things that like in the first five years of like dating, we didn't even care. Like there are things that like you don't really think about. You're like whatever. Like that's not what's important. Yeah. 
they're not big things like different values. Like we share almost all of the same, all of the same values, not even almost like our yeah. values are aligned and there's a feeling there. Like there's just like this passion feeling. And I feel like those are the two things that you like kind of need to like know. Mm-hmm. And I used to never understand the saying like when you know, you know, but like that's literally the only way to describe it. Yeah. Which- and it's so such a cliche, like annoying thing because I don't think every single person that gets married maybe has that feeling and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's that doesn't mean it's wrong like that doesn't mean you need to have that feeling i just think like that's a good way to describe it yeah yeah and i think one of the other challenges is that it needs to be mutual like i need to know and you need to know mm-hmm. and i think a lot of times that's like the most painful breakups or the most painful like heartbreak is when one person is convinced i've found my one and i know yeah and the other person just doesn't have it or yeah, just doesn't that's- the worst and that is the worst that's like you know yeah i know that's hard yeah yeah and then i think the only other like talking about getting into marriage and like i don't think you and i really ever say like we give marriage advice because no no but we do have like relationship advice or whatever or thoughts but i think there's a part there's like a transition from like dating to talking about getting engaged and then married where like a lot of the um like conversation earlier on is like getting to know like are you attracted to this Mm -hmm. person are you blah 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 do you see a future do you like this and that do you have fun do you guys laugh do you connect whatever and then there are also like later in the game it's like okay we still have that which is really good we need to make sure we keep all of that but how do we have some of the challenging conversations about like where do you want to live what do you want to do and like do you want kids do you want kids what like are your for religious you and I, reviews like you're jewish 40s. i'm catholic what are our kids going to be and like something these we are, still haven't talked about yeah really. but some of these conversations are like you know can be deal breakers which i i think is a good thing like if you can't connect on like those challenging yeah um conversations then like something's probably going to break you anyway and those are all things that like in addition to the feeling of like love and connection that you need to make sure that like okay it's not just like fun and games like now if we're gonna get engaged and married we're actually talking about you know uniting families and signing paperwork and do you remember reading the art of not giving a fuck remember the part where he talks about like why he decided to like settle down i'm doing air quotes and like be like found his wife and like why that was so much more fulfilling than him like traveling and just like meeting random people uh remember i don't remember it exactly do you remember like you don't it doesn't ring a bell so he just i don't remember exactly what he was saying but it was like my point to bring that up was like because you were talking about like actually making things work like compromise in relationships is like the point of falling in love almost and like that kind of gives that purpose and like meaning like if you both have things that you care about this guy was just saying in the book like he used to like travel around and he would like you know meet up with random people and he thought that was fulfilling because like why would he ever want to be tied down and like then later in life he just realized he met this person and like they challenge each other in different ways and he realized how much more fulfilling it yeah. was to be challenged and to like honestly have fights and like work through them mm-hmm. like that was like the point of living otherwise yeah. like there's no fulfillment in like not doing that kind of and like not even not trying like so for people who are like still single and they're like oh it's just so hard it's like 
But this is like what life experience is. And even if you haven't found the person, like there is somebody out there and like you're trying to find them. And like, I don't know, it's, I think it's, I got kind of on it. I don't know why I brought that up, but it was. Well, I think you bring up like a good point. You know, he was probably looking or maybe not looking. And um, I can't remember the author of the book's name, but like what he was doing, traveling the world and having that experience and like, I don't know, so many people, like when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like, I would love to do that. And then it's like, do what? Travel the world and meet a million people. And like, I'm like, that does sound really cool. But I don't actually know if that's right for me. And it sounds like that was a little bit of like his experience. Like he was living it, doing it. And sounds like very fulfilled. But he wasn't, he didn't have his person with him. And that was ultimately like what made him he like Make wasn't fulfilled. Changes. He was yeah. just saying like the like after years of like having a marriage and like working through and like connecting with someone on like such a deep level, he's like, this is more fulfilling in so many different ways than like boning random girls and like yeah, you know yeah, that's not fulfilling. And like mm-hmm. you know maybe for a little bit for some people, yeah. but the point is, is like he didn't really believe in marriage, and then like after he realized why people commit to something and like why people are afraid of commitment but also why people aren't afraid of commitment yeah so yeah yeah and you know that's another story you bring up and i think it's one of the things that like i like about our podcast is like hearing maybe not just our podcast but like a lot of these different types of conversations we have like hearing people's different stories and like how many different and diverse relationships there are and like you know how different it is when people meet like how they met the most random obscene way the most random obscene we're gonna do an episode on that yeah and i think that's like really cool cool. and i think like um like so much like you know i think one of uh one thing that makes relationships hard is that it's not just like one like you're not in full control Mm -hmm. like um the one person that we've been talking about a little bit on this podcast this episode is somebody that is very driven and just makes shit happen like in his life if there's something he wants to get done like i'd bet a million dollars he's gonna get it done but then when it comes to relationships because he loses all of the control it feels like a like an insurmountable failure and it's like that's the first word you just used insurmountable is that a real word yes of course okay keep reading your damn books you'll learn (laughs) and um like that's what makes relationships i think so challenging is that it's not just like one person saying i met you we're gonna get married we're gonna do this Mm -hmm. like a lot of your career is or my career like careers or i want to live in new york city so let me move there you know or like things you want to do you can you're generally in control Mm -hmm. we're in relationships obviously it's something you're trying to do with another partner with another piece and that adds like another layer and it adds another challenge and i don't know so many like the that challenge plus so many ways to do it i think is what makes love and relationships so fulfilling and rewarding yeah like everybody has their own story everybody has their own person everybody has their own you know everything with their relationships like the highs and lows love that for you for us (laughs) 
<sighs> yeah, I think next time, and we, I have two episode ideas. I think we should do an episode that's like a uh, dating app. I want to say like horror stories because I just think it'd be funny to hear like <laughs> bad shit about dating apps and like read them and make people feel a little bit better about being on the dating apps, but also stories of how people met. I feel like ours is kind of a unique story. And also when we hear, like when we're out in public or just like with friends and we hear people's like, how did they meet? And if it's, if it's not a dating app, a lot of times it's like kind of a cool way. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there are stories out there of how people met. And I feel like I was, what was one recently? I feel like we were just talking to somebody and they were like, this is how we met. And we're like, wait, that's so cool. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that would be a cool episode. Maybe we could do that next week. Yeah. I hope you guys learned something from this episode or got something out of it. Um, I think that was a good one. I like talking about relationships. I feel like that's kind of what our podcast is based off of because we have different perspectives like each other, but also we're married. So, yeah. Yeah. I love when we get to talk about love and relationships. You do? And, yeah. It's Aww. great. And, I don't know. I, it's funny. I feel like that episode that we just recorded was like a lot of thoughts. I don't know how it came off as like. No, I like that, though. I think that yeah, our was conversation of, was good versus yeah. sometimes we have a lot of notes and I think it was it bounced well. Yeah. So. All right, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.